Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, positive health psychologist, also a coach and author of the triple award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. I'm also a keynote and TEDx speaker, and my website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of information regarding all kinds of things related to wellness, positive psychology, uh, my own particular spin on it that I call goal-achieving psychology, rejuvenating, and lots of other things uh, in, in the same vein. It's also the place where you can contact me directly and also suggest guests for future podcasts. As listeners to the podcast know, my goal is always to bring you uh, informative guests who lead their own lives enthusiastically and who have different ways of helping us to be the best versions of ourselves as we proceed through the lifespan. And today's guest is certainly no exception. Dr. Barry Tan is hailed as a trailblazer and the world's expert on vitamin E. He's a scientist and uh, first and foremost, he earned his PhD in chemistry and biochemistry in New Zealand, and then spent several years as a professor at the University of Massachusetts. His research expertise includes lipid-soluble nutrients uh, that impact chronic conditions. Dr. Tan continues to collaborate with numerous universities worldwide to uh, further his uh, research in tocotrienol, uh, which is a particular form of vitamin E. Beyond tocotrienol, Dr. Research, Dr. Tan's research now spans into other kinds of work, uh, including an, a critical endogenous nutrient for healthy aging. So you can see one of the reasons I wanted to have him on the podcast. He has held roles as chief scientific officer and scientific board member from multinational organizations. And Dr. Tan is currently the president of American River Nutrition, a natural health research and development <laughs> company. He started with his wife, Elizabeth, in 1998. He is, uh, while he has been described as a scientific pioneer, his mission is simple. He states it is to improve the everyday health of people's lives. And certainly that makes him a very valuable guest. So Dr. Tan, welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I am looking forward to that. And hopefully this would be useful information that all of us could use. Uh, a clearly a special nugget in something of vitamin E that most of us have heard about. So looking forward to that. Well, we're <coughs> looking forward to it too. And I think maybe the first thing that I should do is kind of uh, find out a little <coughs> bit about vitamin E. Uh, you know, we have all kinds of vitamins that are advertised and thrown at us and so on. And uh, what's so important about vitamin E? What does that do for us? 
I think the good way to explain vitamin E would be if you think of this as a cell that look like a bean shape, and the cell is protected by cell membrane, and each of our human body have 38 trillion cells. And it's a big number. It's about 5,000 times the population of the Earth. Most of the cell wall, the cell is a fat. And this fat is the easiest to get destroyed or oxidized. Not protein, not carbohydrate, but fat. And most of our fat is not stored in the love handle that I grabbed to, but it's actually on the cell wall. And about 40 years ago, an Austrian professor found out he extracted all the cell wall fat and found out that the antioxidant that protect the cell wall, they look like vitamin E molecule. Not many, many antioxidants that people talked about. Here, I hold up a structure of a vitamin E molecule like that. Mm -hmm. So if I purposely go off screen, that's the tail. You see the white and black color? Yes. That look like the fat, it sticks into the fat. So if I go onto the other screen, you see the oxygen group, that's the antioxidant. So if you want something that protect the cell membrane, it had to look like this, which is the shape roughly of a sperm or of a tadpole, where the antioxidant head is here, that head there, and when the tail sticks right into the membrane where the Fatty acid is like that. There are many antioxidants, uh, Dr. Kaiser, like uh, resveratrol, like many of us heard about them. And it's almost taunting our ears. It's just too many of them. But I like the audience to know the most important antioxidant refers to the one that protects the fat because the fat is the easiest thing uh, to be oxidized. If you don't believe me, you put a stick of butter out on a summer day, or when you drive past a roadkill, that off smell is fat. Not protein, not carbohydrate, but fat. So protecting the fat is the most important, and vitamin E is that molecule to protect our body from oxidation. It's very interesting. What kinds of foods, for example, give us vitamin E? The kind of food that give us, very good question. The kind of food that give us vitamin E are things that have very high fat or oil content. Now, animals do not make vitamin E, only plants do. And therefore, you'll find them in vegetable oil, olive oil, corn oil, like this. You will not, you'll find in butter only because cow eat grass. Otherwise, a cow don't make vitamin E. And if you were to, let's say, for ease of understanding, you have 100 plants in the world. We actually have millions of plants in the world, just 100 plants in the world, say. Of the 100 plants in the world, probably 90, 95 of those plants will make tocopherol in their oil, like avocado oil, like corn oil, soy oil, like that. Mm -hmm. About 5 to 10 of those plants, or 5 to 10%, will make tocotrienol. These are the two vitamin E, four tocopherols that you see on the cereal box, and four tocotrienol. The tocopherol dominates. About 90-95% contain this. And the tocotrienol is about the remaining 5% of all the food you can eat. Among, if you take a normal American diet, 
you probably will probably consume about 10 to 15 milligram of alpha tocopherol. Will probably consume two to no more than five milligram of tocotrienol. So that's it. That would be the amount that one would consume through diet. So since that's kind of your life's work or a big part of it is the uh, tocotrienol, uh, does that mean we need supplements or if we're eating healthy, do we get su a sufficient amount or how do we want to make sure that we're nutritionally getting the right amount of to tocotrienol? It's a Thank you. No, that you're pronouncing it very well. For about 30, 40 years or so, in the 80s and 90s, everybody considered vitamin E as alpha-tocopherol, and you can find in most supplements, they sell alpha-tocopherol. We did, at the time, I was a young assistant professor at the University of Massachusetts, so I was doing a lot of research between tocopherol and tocotrienol, and consistently, tocopherol is about uh, uh, at five to ten times less active than tocotrienol. On the other hand, the amount of tocotrienol you can get from plant is much smaller. So I got that as a problem. But I was only studying the signs at the time. And then in the 80s and 90s, I begin to find with my colleague that tocotrienol uh, mitigate or interfere with chronic conditions. Tocopherol do not. That was the time when I first wrote the book about this. You will see this. Tocotrienol, if you look at the top, tocotrienol, vitamin E beyond tocopherol. You can see my name on here, like that. So we started to compile all the data we can have at the time. And when we did that, it was very clear tocotrienol have functions uh, uh, tocopherol do not. Sometimes even 10 times stronger. So now, then another 10 years lapse. So I tried to find out what plants make tocotrienol. I can only come up with three. There may be more, you know, because there are thousands and thousands of plants. But to date, I can only find three plants that have uniquely tocotrienol. Mm -hmm. One, they are from rice, rice bran, the brown rice. If you shave off the bran and then you squeeze out the oil, rice bran oil as... And then palm oil, see, is always vegetable oil, palm oil. Mm -hmm. And the third one is anato. Anato is where we extract the color to color cheese, to give cheese that beautiful yellowish orangey hue. And this is a picture of anato. You see that? If you touch the seed, it stain you, and you can see the stain here. That is the anato color, like that. And I discovered this as a young man about 25 years ago, when I was in South America, the younger me there, holding a, a plant of the anato, like that. And it's truly an Amazonian plant because I was able to take a picture of this. See, the seed, anato seed, is about the size of grape seed. And the picture of the frog is no bigger uh, than a penny. So this is a very close-up picture. And the Amazonian tree frog is found in Amazonia. So this is an Amazonian plant. I was fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. So I discovered this plant and I extract the tocotrienol from it. 
So now a shorthand understanding. Even though from rice, from palm, and from anato, you can have tocotrienol, rice and palm contain 25 to 50% tocopherol. So it's mixed with the tocotrienol. The anato that I show you that discover, it is truly, as I stated, tocopherol free. It doesn't contain any tocopherol at all. So I immediately call the professor who did this in University of Wisconsin Medicine at the time, probably in the uh, mid-late 1990s. I said, I discovered this plan to have this. What do you think? And I remember Professor Karashi told me, I never forgot the statement he made. He said, Barry, if tocotrienol would mitigate chronic condition, this anatotocotrienol better do. If it doesn't, all costs for our scientific, scientific quest will be lost and useless. So that's the dramatic story of my discovery from the plant. <clears throat> the, uh, the kinds of chronic conditions that you talk about, that's a pretty general statement. Uh, what, what kinds of chronic conditions can tocotrienol you know, remedy or, or impact upon? Yeah, thank, thank you for asking that question, Ron. I, I spent 20 years on doing not the discovery part, the doing the function part. What does this do? Why is this vitamin E so special? So for the first 10 years, not only us, other scientists, they do research uncontrolled by me, whatever they do, which certainly is uh, independent of me. So if you combine everybody else's work, there are probably about 300 to 500 papers published in animal study. And the chronic conditions that they study and have found tocotrienol to be distinctively superior than tocopherol are chronic conditions of cancer, like colon cancer, lung cancer, things that we chronically get as we get older, like that. Other chronic conditions are that of metabolic, metabolic problem. Metabolites such as triglyceride fat in our body, cholesterol in our body, sugar in our body. These are normal metabolites in our body. Without it, we cannot live. But if they're out of kilter and out of whack, then our life has problem. So therefore, because of that, we then study metabolic syndrome, pre-diabetes, that means the sugar is high, normal high, but not off the chart. And then we study diabetes, sugar is off the chart. And then we lastly also study people with fatty liver disease, which is definitely a subset of people with metabolic syndrome. So I gave you quite, and also people with what doctors call dyslipidemia. Pretty much the lipids in our body is out of whack. So these are some chronic conditions initially done on animals. And the last 10 years, we honed in and probably did about 10 different clinical trials specifically on human in some of these conditions. So when it has an impact on chronic conditions, does it slow things down or stop things or reverse things? I mean, what is what happens uh, you know, to the chronic condition or the progression of it? Okay, Indy, uh, it's a little different in human compared to animals. Uh, in the animal study, we actually sometimes even saw reversal of the condition at best. And then at worst, 
is able to mitigate the condition, meaning that it reduces the problem to the liver on fatty liver disease. It lowers the triglyceride, lowers the cholesterol, or lowers the sugar. In the animal study, even reverse the sugar to normality. In the human study, people ask, "Is that oh, why did you not find、uh, the complete reversal?" But that's the reason. In animal study, we can do a one-year study, and that would be about a、uh, twenty to thirty years of a human life. <laughs> But we cannot do human study that twenty, thirty years. People are not going to stick around for so long. So we're able to do only shorter study for human. So therefore, we cannot measure the reversal, so to speak. But we can certainly see the treatment. In other words, to lower and not make the bad things go any higher. So we are able to do that. So if you like, I can tell you some examples of what these kinds of studies we did. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's get a couple of examples, maybe. Let's say diabetes or pre-diabetes. Okay. <clears throat> thank. Thank you. We first did work on pre-diabetes before they become diabetes, and I found out that. In people with pre-diabetes, say the normal sugar is here, and off the chart sugar is here. So the sugar is somewhere here pre-diabetes. So they're not high,、uh, not not off the chart, but here. So but normal is here, just a little bit high. But I found out that their triglyceride for pre-diabetes is high. So the triglyceride is high, but the sugar is normal high. So they're not diabetic. And when we did the study in human, we found that the triglyceride dropped, and then the sugar dropped a little bit. So that's a good sign, because I learned from the professor who discovered metabolic syndrome. He said this is a very important thing. Now I know the audience may conceptually have some trouble, but just follow me. This is the only time I'll say something even approaching technical. Hypertriglyceridemia. That means high triglyceride. Hypertriglyceridemia always precedes hyperglycemia. That means before you have high sugar, you will always have high triglyceride in people who are pre-diabetes. So if you can control the triglyceride, your sugar will not become diabetic sugar. So that's. A very good rule of thumb. So, if I would see a doctor, I like to know my triglyceride number is normal, and then my sugar will stay in check. So that would be, and that's what we saw in the pre-diabetes study. So after we were successful、uh, with that study, Dr. Kaiser, we studied. So now everybody are diabetic. In the diabetic group, the triglyceride is still high. Now the sugar is not normal high. The sugar is also high, so because they're diabetic. So in this case, when we gave them the toco trienoframanato, the triglyceride dropped and the sugar also dropped. So we said, "Wow, this is really good." You know, I have no control of the study. By the way, I was just reading the study as it was found. Then the professor who did the study also measured something called. There is one way to measure the sugar. Another way, which is a stronger measurement, is you measure the sugar at the same time you measure 
the response of the insulin because the insulin chaperones the sugar. So if the insulin is dysfunctional, then the sugar will stay high. If the sugar, if the insulin is functional, it it grabs onto the sugar and will direct the sugar to the body, and therefore the sugar is not high. What we found was when we gave the patient tocotrienol from anato, the sugar dropped, and the insulin sensitivity increased. That is icing on the cake. Not only the sugar dropped, but insulin sensitivity increased. So. We published that study earlier this year. Very excited about that. So we now have a way to address people with diabetes. It did not cure them of diabetes. It helped them to control their diabetes. Yeah, that's really exciting. Um, I'm gonna. We don't have a lot of time, but I, 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 you mentioned the issue of some of the cancers. Have you done work with that with humans on cancer and? Uh, are there results on that? We have some results on it. On the cancer one, let me tell you that I am at angst, as with the audience. I'm on your side. I am not pushing uh, this tocotrienol on anybody. I'll tell you how I I got dragged into the cancer. I was dragged into the study. I didn't. I'm not like when I was studying tocotrienol. I mentioned that there. Three hundred to four hundred papers on all these chronic conditions, but the largest number of study on cancer in animal by and large. By large, that means that one in two papers ever published on tocotrienol in animal were on cancer. So after twenty, thirty years of publication on this, I became impatient. How come nobody do any clinical study on cancer on human? But it's all on animal study. So I bit, I bite the bullet and decided to do clinical trial. Remember, when I did this, I knew I will never get FDA approved because I want to know. I will never get the approval from the FDA on a bottle. So the, your listener should know I am doing this for the sake of humanity. I'm never going to put in a bottle. I will never be allowed to put in a bottle. Is <laughs> the big C word is such. A, a medical word, it, it like that. Anyway, I did. Thanks also, not in in lesser part, to the Kingdom of Denmark. Denmark decided at their own expense uh, conducted eight clinical trials of it. They conduct four cancers: ovarian cancer, lung cancer, colon cancer, and breast cancer. And my colleague in Florida is doing pancreatic cancer. Probably the deadliest of all cancer. So these are the five cancers being done. Once again, the cancer being studied are pancreatic cancer, lung, colon, breast, and ovarian cancer. Some data on a pancreatic cancer and ovarian cancer. So pancreatic cancer and ovarian cancer. And the shorthand is. In the ovarian cancer, we study stage four ovarian cancer. So you have to know the context. That means there are no more available options. And when we given to people on the only drugs available, Avastin, that cause uh, 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 angiogenesis, blood vessel to go into the tumor to feed the tumor, we give another group with Avastin that does that. It would chop off the 
the, the blood vessel. So it essentially starved the tumor to death. The other one also were given a, a vastin plus tocotrienol. That's it. We only have that two groups. And after six months, those on a vastin no more are living. So it is very a stark study. And for those on a vastin and tocotrienol, 60% still surviving. And even after 24 months, uh, uh, 25% still living. So now we are trying to study further on this understanding. On my colleague who did the pancreatic cancer in Florida, he found that uh, the tocotrienol killed the pancreatic cancer cell even after just before surgery. So those are the current data that I have. I don't have all the data coming in. In another year or two, I'll have more data coming in on the cancer piece. Okay, well, thanks for sharing that with us. But as you're talking and uh, telling us about where where tocotrienol is is located, the the plants, uh, you know, I mean, that's a very small part of anybody's diet, at least in in uh, in this country. So does that mean? Number one, that that you recommend supplement that be taken as a supplement. Uh, should it be taken preventively from your vantage point, or is it something that uh, you use as a treatment more than a, a prevention? Or should every from your vantage point should everybody be taking it from you know to try and prevent chronic conditions? I I would answer this broadly this way. I know this is a generalized answer. For a person that have no known any chronic condition, so blessings to you, <laughs> but those you not have, I would say you take it as an uh, antioxidant uh, protection because we have so many cells in our body that would ward away any oxidation from the lone oxygen that go awry like that. Then that person may take about 100 to 200 milligram per day as a, as a prevention purposes. For a person that have mild chronic condition, possibly anywhere from 300 to 400 milligram. For a person who have chronic condition, and I described some of them earlier, then probably 400 to 600 uh, milligram. So those are my protocol recommendation. I cannot state what in my specific condition is this and that. I'm not allowed to do that. I can only tell you the clinical study and I bore out to you. So one to 200 milligram for prevention, three, uh, 300 to 400 milligram for mild chronic condition, four to 600 milligram for chronic condition. So that's my recommendation. And then in food, because I said it earlier, we can probably get uh, to up to, but no more than five milligrams in food for tocotrienol, up to, but no more than 10 to 15 milligrams for tocopherol. I don't, in many of our animal and clinical trials, we did not see any additional benefit so uh, is it a common supplement that people can purchase wherever they get vitamins? Or uh, I, I know I, yours is a research and development company. I, I don't think you're 
your supplement company, but it is are the uh, the companies that make vitamins? Do, do they typically make uh, tocotrienol? Uh, yeah, if you go to our website, yes, we make ingredients. We don't make finished product. If you go to my company, American River Nutrition, it's based in Hadley, Massachusetts. Or if you Google my name, Barry Tan, it probably leads you there. When you get there, there will be a section they say buying Toco Trienol. We list out all the companies that sell them. That's one way to do that. If not, if you go online and put Anato Toco Trienol, Anato is spelled A-N-N-A-T-T-O Toco Trienol, not palm, not rice, but Anato Toco Trienol, and it will probably lead you to company that sell them. And if you want to download more technical interest paper, uh, uh, we brand the product called Delta Gold, like Delta Airline, Delta Gold. If you, if you go to look for Delta Gold, I have the white paper on what it can do. And I have two other products you can Google. If you want a copy of the book that I have, it's free of charge. If you go to uh, the website, you can download this. Or you can, uh, pardon me, go to Barry Tan, my name, barrytan.com forward slash book. Barrytan.com forward slash dot cook, vitamin E, you probably can download the whole paper on it. So Okay, that's that's really helpful. So and we'll have this in the show notes. We we've got a little bit of breaking up, so some of this may not have gotten gotten fully caught on there, but it's Barry is B-A-R-R-I-E, Tan, T-A, and is in Nancy. So the website for your company is American River Nutrition. Okay, so between that and barrytan.com, I guess we can find out all kinds of things about you. It's been, and about your product. Uh, it's been very enlightening and eye-opening to uh, realize, I mean, again, we there, as I said at the beginning, there's so many vitamins, More seems like there are more vitamins than there are letters, and uh, Sounds like this is such an important one that we should be able to know more about it than than most of us do. So I really, really appreciate uh, you know you're filling us in so well and uh, getting a, uh, helping us to know you as well as as <clears throat> vitamin E and tocotrienol and uh, just how important it should be in our lives. And, yeah. Well, thank you so much. And uh, if I could have uh, a final word before we end, I know that uh, in in your podcast, uh, you help uh, older adults in half of the time how to uh, grow old with happiness, enthusiasm. And, you know, I will be 70 years old next year and to maintain a positive balance and Maybe in another year a time, we discovered another compound after we removed the tocotrienol. And that compound, I'll just show you in picture. That compound looked like this, also a saturated tail, and then only, but it doesn't have an antioxidant head. 
This compound, the chemical name is called geranyl geranol. So a simple way would be GG. Mm -hmm. And this compound, our human body makes. This compound, our body makes. To it makes vitamin K. It is used to make coenzyme Q10 to give us energy. This will be interesting to people like us who are growing older. But the most important piece is this compound is used in our body to make skeletal muscle protein. That means that as we grow old. Older, we don't retain muscle mass, so we have a condition called sarcopenia—the loss of muscle mass. If we have elderly parent, we know that this compound is critical for maintaining of muscle as we grow older. This GG. If you go to my website, you can download and read about this. Hopefully, in another year from now, when we have clinical study, we already got lots and lots of animal study. So we're doing study on this to see how the muscle mass can be maintained as we grow older. And remember, this compound GG our body makes. So the loss of this as we grow older is the loss ability of making retain muscle mass. So uh, that maybe in the next time when they interview me, you can ask me about that. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you to the audience for patiently listening. Hopefully, uh, this would be a blessing to you as you find out what this can be used for you and I. Absolutely, thank you so much for sharing so much information. Be looking forward to uh, some of the exciting things that seem to be happening in the future, because certainly one of our goals is to help people live as long as they can in a healthy, active state. And it sounds like both what you've talked about today as well as what you'll probably be talking about a year from now can uh, uh, really <laughs> contribute to that. So again, it's been an absolute delight talking with you. Uh, wanna, obviously, for, for personal reasons as an older person, as well as out of general interest, I I want to wish you the best of success in, in the continuing work that you're doing, uh, helping so many people to uh, live longer and healthier and, uh, if not reverse, at least slow down some of the things that, that we have to worry about uh, from a chronic disease standpoint and even from a general uh, health and development standpoint. So, again, this brings us to the close of another episode of Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser, our special guest, Dr. Barry Tan. Uh, lots of important information. I know we have to re-listen to this podcast as well as, you know, you'll have all the information for how to reach uh, Dr. Tan's work uh, in the show notes. And certainly, just like with every other podcast, we hope that you will download, re-listen, rate, review the podcast, and tell your friends about it. And then be back next week for another interesting uh, episode of Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. Until then, uh, again, please visit the website, mentalhealthgym.com. And if you haven't picked up your book, your copy of Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser or Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm, please do so. And you have the, uh, 
the link now to be able to get Dr. Tan's book and learn even more about vitamin E. So till next time then, everybody uh, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay positive, and we'll see you next time.